Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Black Podcast. If there are any Faces fans out there, they might get that reference, the opening lyric, I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. I'm Marcus Rantel. This is the Dope Black Dads podcast. And today we're talking about relationship advice I wish I knew growing up. So um, the kind producers at the Dope Black Dads uh, HQ have given me a topic that could go on for a while. Um, And I'll come back to that musical reference later on as well. So I'm coming at this uh, from the angle of a you know young man growing up in the noughties who, by his own admission, was very unsuccessful with relationships. Um, father of children in the 2020s and, of course, a dad of daughters who are growing up very, very fast. So the Faces reference is actually a running joke between me and my friends, you know, and the odd occasions that we do get to go out and enjoy ourselves as, you know, just the guys together most of us you know dads married kids etc so we are turning up at bars clubs pubs etc for a drink and a chat and with you know none of that desire to go out and meet new people or anything like that and we kind of sit there we end up people watching and it's fascinating because we are watching the next generation and how they interact with each other and watching young men who were just like us 20 years ago making all the mistakes that we made you know trying too hard or really just being quite awful at times when they're having interactions with with other people and our running joke is you know actually I wish that I knew all I know now when I was that age so if you're a young person listening to this if you're beginning your your journey out there hopefully you'll find this uh, useful and for the rest of us, maybe quite cathartic and something you'll relate to as well, unless you're one of those people that was just really good at this kind of stuff. So um, the guys have given me a few guiders, pointers, things to address here. And the first question was, did your parents ever speak to you about dating and relationships? So I suppose there's, there's two things here. Yes, but I didn't listen. And no, there was an awful lot we didn't discuss. Um And I think if I think about kind of things we didn't discuss or things that weren't helpful, I have to think about my Auntie Mary, who was kind of like my surrogate grandmother, a really fierce old school Irish woman who used to have dinner with us every Sunday. 
absolutely adored her and she was a big part of my life. And as I was kind of growing up, particularly as I reached my late teens, early 20s, she was very adamant about kind of pretty old school views. Um, she was really against the idea of, of meeting a woman in the pub and to, to paraphrase her because they should be at home and learning about looking after the home from their parents. And I thought, well, I'd spend my life playing gigs in pubs and hanging out in pubs if I'm not playing rugby where else am I supposed to meet someone and also probably not the healthiest of attitudes to have uh, at that time and any time really um, so that wasn't particularly helpful advice um, and in terms of kind of the advice that I did get didn't listen to I think about when I first started dating kind of 17 years old my first girlfriend Beautiful girl, great taste in music. We we met at work at the same job. Um, I was working part-time because I was in sixth form. I think she was in college and worked more hours than me, so therefore earned more than me. And I remember being the stupid young man that I am and having these archaic views of masculinity and what relationships should look like. I insisted on paying for everything. And I, ha I hasten to point out, she found it really uncomfortable because she was like, why, why are you doing this? And I was very much, no, 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 I've got to, I've got to. My dad was also saying to me, well, why are you doing this? You don't need to be paying for everything. This is a relationship. And it was advice that I actively ignored all the time. And I think the running theme of any of those kinds of early relationships for me was a lack of vulnerability. Um, and I think about kind of the relationships that fizzled out, particularly that one. We never really got to know each other properly because I was very much like, well, I have to keep up this kind of appearance of who I am as the boyfriend, as the male in the relationship. Um, and despite his best efforts from my dad, um, I just wasn't paying attention. The other thing we didn't really talk about was sex, um, which again, feeds into vulnerability and that you know it became something quite mysterious and taboo and, and scary so when you're making those first kind of steps out into those kinds of relationships um it was i think it's quite unhealthy for me and I'll, I'll talk about that when we talk about kind of you know raising children now and the sorts of things we talk about now and if you're a parent now and you're having these conversations with your children obviously we've all got children of different ages um, that's something we definitely have to be more open about, I think. I and mean, there's a lot of people out there who, who would say, you know, you shouldn't be putting those thoughts into, you know, your children's head. But they are aware. Uh, and obviously, you know, to be age appropriate with, with those conversations as well. But I feel we have a very open dialogue, particularly I've got a 10 year old now who's asking a lot more questions. And my wife and I are really keen to answer those questions openly and honestly. But I think the wider question that was put to me was about relationships in general. And whilst I didn't get much advice, I did see a lot of good behaviours to model. I saw that my dad used to really just support my mum in everything she did, um, whether that was work or family life, you know, religious. We were raised Catholic. My dad is not a Catholic, but he was always there at church at Christmas and um, was always kind of holding the thought while we went to church on a Sunday. You know, things like that, you don't see the benefit of until much later on. And you go, okay, this was a good blueprint for, for how I should approach my relationship. 
Um, and hopefully I'm taking those good examples into my marriage. But I think the other thing that's really important for me is that my children are aware of the different types of relationships. You know, marriage is one aspect. There's same-sex couples, there's single parenting, and there's just people that are quite happy not to enter into any kind of relationship like that. And it's really important for me that they understand not only is that okay, but that's, you know, perfectly normal and they're aware of these things. I think back to when I was, um, whatever age you are, when you're in the last year of school, year six, we call it now. And I, I didn't understand. I had one friend in my class whose mother wasn't Mrs. whatever his surname was. I, I couldn't understand they weren't married. Uh, it shows you kind of the time and, and the place and the small mentality, I suppose, where I was. But it's all those kinds of things that I'm really keen to kind of show my children, hey, you know what? There's there's other relationships out there. There's other ways that people kind of get together or, or run those relationships. And also that it's not necessary to spend your life trying to chase down a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a wife, a husband, some sort of, you know, status. And I think we're doing a lot better these days with um, kind of not putting that unnecessary pressure on the next generation. And then the other thing I'm really keen to kind of talk to my children about is what happens in a relationship. Um, it's one thing them seeing behaviours and hopefully modelling good behaviours, but then I talked in a recent podcast about the importance of date night and I said, you know, it's really important to spend that time just you and your spouse, just you and your partner. And actually it's really healthy for the children as well. And I'm very open and honest with the children saying, you know, we love you, but this is important for us and it's important to spend time with each other and it's important to make time for each other. Um, and just, you know, the, the business, I suppose, of maintaining a relationship, it is, it is work, but it's incredibly rewarding, just like raising children, just like anything really big uh, and exciting. You know, it does take a lot of work um, and there are, disagreements and bumps and all kinds of things along the way and I think it's useful to be be open about that with our children as well the final couple of questions that they've given me I think kind of melt into each other uh, what advice do you wish you knew that would have helped you navigate the dating scene before marriage or your current relationship and what advice would you give your children as they get older and become more aware of their feelings towards others um I'm going to kind of focus on two main things. The first one is the cliched, be yourself. And the second one is honesty. And and I want to delve deeper into be yourself because I feel like it's just a throwaway comment these days, but I, I do think it's really important. It's something I struggled with and in hindsight would have made me, I suppose, more successful in the dating game. Um, I think, first of all, there's nothing more attractive than somebody who is absolutely 100% being themselves. We talk about it a lot professionally in presenting. You know, I'm sure there's listeners of the Don't Black Dads podcast who go, oh, Marcus is doing that one this week. I'm not, I'm going to give that one a miss. And that's fine because I don't pretend to be anyone I'm not. You get me, warts and all, and hopefully that appeals to some of you. And for the rest of you, that's fine as well. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of reiterate that to our kids as well that actually it's okay to be yourself and as I've grown older all the things that 
I kind of worried about myself or judged myself about have been my biggest kind of personality traits in terms of my success in relationships. And uh, I can't remember who it was. A friend of mine put it really well when they said, you know, you spend all of those kind of formative years trying to fit in and then eventually you decide, oh my gosh, I really need to do something to make myself different from everyone else. And all those things um, that I try to do to fit in, you know, I've got huge hair now from when I was traveling, um, before I used to shave it all off because no one else had Afro hair. And now, you know, it's a big kind of uh, conversation starter slash talking point uh, and very much part of my identity. It reminds me very much about travel and, and being in, in Borneo when I was 19 years old. Um, just one example of kind of accepting uh, who you are and what makes you different, what makes you special. And I think about some of the terrible dates I've been on with people who, you know, are incredibly attractive, but also just really boring or just didn't kind of excite me because I was still trying to kind of, you know, fit into their world. So I can't reiterate that bit enough to my kids. And I think it's a real learning curve for me, that whole thing of being yourself. I wish there was a better way of saying it because it does sound so cliche, but I think it's so important. Um, and, you know, we also say when we're training presenters that there's only so much you can keep up a facade. You have to be yourself and embrace yourself. Um, and also I think it's really attractive to work on yourself as well. I'm a big believer in self-development. Um, and I'm also a big believer in, you know, you've really got to be comfortable in your own skin before you try and, and you know, make it out there in the world of relationships, if that is something that you want. The second thing was honesty. Um, and it's, that's a really interesting one. Um, again, reflecting on some of the relationships that, that I've been involved with that fizzled out. I was dating a girl once who was six years my senior, um, trying to make it as a professional musician at university, um, working part-time on the side very little money and I couldn't find the way to say look actually I can't afford to take you out or go to the places that you'd like to go to so instead that relationship kind of died um, and in hindsight all it took was a little bit of, of honesty and I think that's such a huge part of any relationship being honest with people about you know how you feel what your flaws are um, what you feel about them how you feel about them how you think or feel the relationship is going is massively, massively important. Um, and the final thought on that, I suppose, little bonus tip there is, um, in my mind, relationships very much a two-way street. Um, your success is their success and vice versa. And, you know, you have a role uh, in service of that person in the relationship to help them realize the best in their potential. I think one of the greatest things about my wife is she's always fighting my corner. I always say she is my biggest fan. And um, my friends would say I'm very kind of outspoken and very confident in my ability, but there are times when I'm not, usually behind closed doors, usually with her, and she is the first person to talk me up, which is, uh, absolutely incredible and I hope I do the same for her but there is this very much you know the, I keep coming back to this idea of the work in relationships and how important it is um, so 
that's my kind of 15 minutes on relationship advice I wish I knew when I was growing up. I think there's so much more I could have covered. But coming back to that point about being yourself, working on yourself, loving yourself, I'm going to continue to say this, guys. You know, you'll be the best partner, parent, person, the more that you learn to look after yourself as well. Until next time. Dope Black Podcast.